live from Pat's in Philadelphia, PA, where Passiunk and Wharton meet. And brought to you by Black Cat Fireworks. The best you can get. Black Cat. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor and the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. They started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle. With Gilligan, the skipper too. The millionaire and his wife. The movie star. Professor and Mary Ann, here on Gilligan's Island. This is episode number 66, and we are recording on July 6, 2013. And Allie, why don't we still yet have theme music? Well, actually, I had to take the guinea pig for a pedicure. Just a pedicure? Yes. Because, no. you know, they don't have hands. They only have feet. They only have... They have four feet? They have four feet. Okay. I, jeepers, I feel bad then for the guinea pig. Oh, they have no hands? Well, yeah, he's four-footed. Can't imagine what it's like to take him sneaker shopping. Well, the poor guy had talons. I mean, like, you wouldn't believe they were kind of sideways. And I found out the the hard way that you have to trim their nails. Okay, okay. So I, I took him to the pet store where someone else trimmed his nails. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, your guinea pig is so high maintenance, he has to go out. Or I'm high maintenance that I can't do it myself. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so then uh, do we have some uh, emails here for this episode? Yeah, we have a few that have piled up here. I'll read the first one. This one is from Abby, and Abby entitles her email, Being the Best Senior I Can Be. Hello, Allie and Dell. Great podcast number 65, Senior Moments. I enjoyed chatting with friends about the be the best you can be discussion you guys started during the podcast. That in turn sparked a question for you both. SOE has stated they are going to revamp the veteran reward system. Some of us EQ2 seniors have been here from the start. We like the fact we get free goodies for hanging in there so long. Do you think veteran rewards have a place in the game as it has evolved today? If so, how would you reorganize the veteran rewards? Please, no chaps or armadillos. As my eyes glazed over with fond, youthful memories of All in the Family and Welcome Back Hotter, I bid you safe travels. Signed, Abby. So, uh, Del, how do you feel about the veteran system? Do you, do you think it's fair or um, nice to give free goodies to the old folks? Uh, absolutely. I, I do think it's nice that we are rewarded for having been around the block as EQ2 players, although I'm disappointed here that Abby has put his foot down and said, uh, no chaps on armadillos. <laughs> or armadillos. 
Or oh, is, oh, I thought that said on. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> that I don't would be hard. <laughs> uh, or or chaps. Little, of, it could be worse. Stumpy legs. It could be worse. It could be chaps of armadillo. Oh no, uh, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I think uh, you know the veteran reward system. I think is a very good system because it does reward those long-term players who keep coming back and keep paying. I think though where it does fall down a little bit is that. For a new player joining today, and there are certainly some very cool veteran awards out there, like COV, which was, what, six or seven years in? Eight, I Was thought. it eight? Actually, okay, very good. No, maybe you're right, seven. All right, fair enough, but whatever it is, it's many years, <laughs> Yes. right? If you're a new player today and you're like, holy cow, I want the call of the veteran, mm. I got to wait six years. It, it's going to be 2019 before I could get that, or 2020 it's before I'm going to be able to get that. It's it's it's, it's so overwhelming, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to accrue that much time. Uh, will computers still exist at that point? I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, so I think I've heard them talk about we would like to implement some form of token system where you are rewarded a token of time, a, a year token, a six-month token, or, or whatever. And you can then collect these tokens, combine them to purchase what you want. Because to wait out that amount of time for that five-year, six-year, seven-year, eight-year reward, uh, it's too daunting. You're almost never going to reach that point of being rewarded. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, I think that the veteran reward system was very nice when they first started it. I think that there were so many players who were veterans in the first several years. It was great. But once you get, like you were saying, up to the five, six, seven rewards which actually were shorter i think than five six seven years but in any case it is way too long for a new player to wait to get those rewards and it's too nice of an item a lot of times to look over you know to sort of say well who cares because i'm never going to get it like the the cov Mm -hmm. that one was such a nice reward and it seems like everybody has it uh, but there are still a handful of people on Raid who don't have it. So, yeah, I agree. I think a token system might be better. I do think it's nice to reward people who who have longevity, but I also think they need to balance that uh, with new players, uh, you know, the the feeling of being included, kind of. Absolutely, and you make a good point there. I kind of had forgotten a little bit about that when we had started playing, as we were purchasing expansions, I believe it was, mm-hmm. we were also being granted additional time. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I forget exactly the specifics. Say when we bought Kingdom of Sky, mm-hmm. we were granted uh, six months of uh, accrued veteran time. Yeah, you got extra bonus time. So really, when the game was only five years old, there was actually like six year or something like that reward going already. Right, right. We had been a rewarded time for uh, good behavior, perhaps. Kind of, kind <laughs> of, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that still happens. I don't know if you buy, you know, the current expansion now uh, that all that previous time you are awarded. I don't think so, but to be honest, I don't know. So that might even make it more daunting that that time that we were racking up for free mm-hmm. just for purchasing expansions. You can't, you can't you, rack it up. You don't get it anymore. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think a token system or some way of uh, rewarding players 
uh, and allowing them to choose, I want the eight-year reward, now I want the three-year mark or two-year mm-hmm. mark or whatever it is, letting mm-hmm. me as the player pick as opposed to saying, you must have X amount of days uh, as a paying subscriber uh, to get to get, to get this reward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you're never going to get there, really. Yeah, and I think it's good if somebody wants to save up everything for COV, then by all means let them and, and, and at least be able to see it in their lifetime. Uh, absolutely, because there are some like COV or the Veteran Rev- Revival, mm, or mm-hmm. uh, we got a discounted uh, chest for brokering. Mm-hmm. Those yep. ones are like the top ones. Gotta haves the oh my oh my gosh is I gotta have yeah. that thing. Uh, yeah. Do you need more potions for experience or eliminating XP debt mm-hmm. or a sparkler? Uh, <laughs> I, I'll be I'm not up on the sparklers, you know. So uh, I, I think there are some that yeah are just you gotta haves and yeah. wait out that time is is difficult. Yeah. Okay, I think I have the next email here then. And this email comes from it printed on the second page. Where is it? Cheat. Cheat. The mighty rat. All right. So Cheat writes, "Hi guys, it's been a while since I wrote, but I've been subscribed to your podcasts for a long while now." After hearing your last, I thought I should speak up a little bit for those low-level adventure characters who have spent the time to flex the trade skill side. Half of the fun of starting off a new character like this is finding yourself having to be creative in harvesting. You can get your harvesting levels up if you want to work at it. It adds a little danger to the game if you are running around in high-level areas as to, say, a level 11. It is doable, and it makes you think a bit more. Hope you guys have, or had, a great weekend. Signed, Cheat, the Mighty Rat of Butcher Block Server. So, Ali, uh, any thoughts on uh, Cheat's comments about uh, harvesting at a low level in high-level zones? Uh, absolutely. I think that you can min-max anything in the game. And I think this, to me, sounds like min-maxing harvesting or min-maxing trade skilling or min-maxing... Getting around as a low level tune in any any place you want to go, I think it is absolutely doable, and yes, you would probably have to work at it more and I give credit to anybody who can figure out how to do all this stuff. That's way more work than I personally am willing to invest. I would rather just like level up and and get there safer, I guess. Uh, but I could totally see, you know, if you're invested in alts and, or, you know, if you don't want to adventure, uh, if you're invested in trade skilling and, and that's your game, I could see that. I could see putting the time and energy into figuring out how to harvest your levels as you go. I remember doing this on my provisioner who I want to say was in the single digit levels adventure wise. Mm-hmm. And doing the Kunark trade skilling quest line. And there was one spot where you kind of had to run around. I think it might have been Fens. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Uh, could have been Kunzar Jungle. I, I don't remember. Um, but having to hide behind trees is if you can really hide in, in EverQuest too, right? Right. Uh, and move smartly as I watched mobs path back and forth going, okay, I can dart from A to B while that mob is over at C. And then when he goes to D, I can go to point E and trying to figure out this little matrix of where to run to. Yeah. Uh, died a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of his, his gear was broken by the end of it. But then again, I mean, all it took was a red mob to look at him and he was back, uh, basically dead. 
Right. Uh, I think he got from like levels eight to eleven, you know, just on disco in these uh, Kunark zones. That was so much more than what he had. Uh, he was leveling just running around. He didn't actually even do anything. So I did complete those quests, and it was a little bit of a challenge. I guess I wanted to see if it could be done because I had heard other players were able to do it. I'm like, eh, if they can do it, I can do it too. So I, I think it's absolutely true. You can be a high-level trade skiller going out, getting your own supplies, and doing those quests if you are careful and smart about how you run around and move. Mm-hmm. So it's completely doable. Uh, and I, I It think- may take longer. Uh, it's certainly going to take longer, and it's probably going to take a few – well, after your gear is broken at level 8, what difference does it make, right? Uh, it's it's right. not like you really need to mend because it's not like that uh, level 57 is really going to cut you any slack. Right, and He's even if you, you did – exactly, even if you did mend, it wouldn't even be a silver probably at that point. Exactly. So, so. I think my provisioner still has broken gear on from those events, you know, running yeah. around. Uh, right. But right now what he does, he just stands in the trade skilling instance and makes food when Delmon runs out of food. Because, you know, yeah. as I've said, Ellie, everybody's got a provisioner. Everyone may have a provisioner, but not everyone actually makes use of their provisioner. Uh, are you suggesting that the lazy amongst us? That would be me. Fair enough. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to name names, Allie, and but I, it's now I've, that you've outed yourself. Yes, I'm also a lazy woodworker. That is true. You're arranging well, a ranger, arranging a ranging wood elf, <laughs> yes. and uh, you are and and with mass com, mass combinations. Oh no, now, I don't have that. Don't have. But that. you could have that. I could if be, I put my mind to it, but yeah. I don't put my mind to it at all. So so laziness and procrastination have won out. Yes, they have come for dinner and decided to stay for the rest <laughs> of their lives. <laughs> all right, very good. Well, you know, at least you're honest. At least you know who you are. And right. you're comfortable in that uh, lazy skin. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so our final email comes from Chola from the Unrest server. And Chola entitles his email Geek Card. And I bet you know where this is headed, Del. I have no idea because you know I don't pre-read these. <laughs> Greetings, Alicious and Delmon. While I give kudos to Delmon in the Are You Smarter Than a Delmon segment, and I know he answered correctly that the quote was from a movie, I demand that his geek card be removed for not knowing that the movie was Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Yours truly, Chola, Unrest EQ2, semi-retired, future EQ Nexter. What do you have to say for yourself, Del? Well, what I have to say for myself is, uh, listen, a semi-retired <laughs> eq tour can get in the backseat with all the other backseat are you smarter people <laughs> who are so much smarter because they have time to pause the po- pause the podcast yeah Mm-mm. they have time to pause the podcast <laughs> that's not a tongue twister and google or use wikipedia or do whatever to figure out these answers i'm under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress during these events so listen the question was to say whether it was from a movie or from an npc uh, there was no bonus points for naming the movie uh, I thought I went above the board knowing Rocky as well as I did. And uh, let's be honest, I, I immediately went to Netflix and downloaded it and watched it. I did not watch Return of the Jedi because I got to be honest, uh, after after Empire, it really starts to take a turn. I know I a lot of people are, are all mad about the first three movies, but let's be honest. Who's Re- mad? Uh, upset, disappointed in Lucas. Oh, no. What are you talking about? The first three movies. Those other three movies. Those... Oh, that's not the first three movies. Well, Let's the get first three right, in the sequence. Del. All right. But, but come on. 
the Care Bears running around with wooden yeah, sticks beat, beating up on stormtroopers. And and have you ever noticed, Allie, at the, the very... song sticks with you for the rest of your life? Yeah, you Oomba Jumba and the guy's banging on the, he's yes, banging on the head, that. the helmets. What happened to the heads that were in those helmets, huh? Let's think about that. And have you ever noticed at the very end, the very end of Return of the Jedi, uh, um, who's it, Lando and the Glub Glub there, fella, uh, are, are in the Millennium Falcon and they're about to go get Han, who's now, you know, with the bounty hunter. Mm. Have you noticed that Lando is wearing Han's clothes at that point? No. Go back and look. Oh, no. Really? He's wearing the same white oh, shirt and black vest that Han wears. That's wrong. He has his clothes on. And if you remember, he went into that freezer, freezer manor thing with those clothes on and his hands tied. Yet somehow when he comes out, he's got them up by his face like he's, you know, squeezing two melons. I don't know what to say, Del. Honestly, I don't know what to say. What to say is if he dies, he dies. And clearly the better movie. If I had to put Rocky (laughs) Four next to Return of the Jedi... No, really? Yeah. I mean, gotta be honest. I, I, you know, as much as I enjoyed those three movies, the movies started going downhill right after he said, no, Yo, Adrian. I'm your father. It, that's where it's it, after that line, the movie starts going downhill. He falls down the chute and he's hanging on the weather vane upside down. Come on. Come on, please. Oh, no. I All right. You might have angry people. <laughs> Uh, now I've apparently uh, angered most of our Star Wars Galaxy listeners. Who, if there are any left, you are, know what? At least you know there are no Australians listening because I've already we don't like they don't like us already. And who else doesn't like us? Uh, I think I, I, I Canadians, French Canadians. You, you, yes, you upset the French Canadians. Uh, you are you're just an international uh, house of pancakes disaster, aren't you? I think so. All right. So, but yes, Chala, uh, if you would like to have my uh, geek card revoked, you're more than welcome to try and come and get it from me. I'm here every podcast and every other podcast. And, are you smarter? And, and you're going to be at SOE you. Live. And I'll be at SOE Live, but I won't be doing a live Are You Smarter there. I am willing to do Are You Smarter head to head with Chala, and we'll see whose geek card reigns supreme. At SOE Live? No, no, we'll do it. You know, he can email it here. He probably doesn't have the chutzpah to show up, okay? He's he's a personal friend and he's actually going. Is it well? Okay, now all right. Now I'm not going. <laughs> but uh, yes, if you if you think you're smarter than a Delmon, uh, step up to the mic and prove it. That's all I have to say about that. that. Like a gauntlet. Bring it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so thank you to everybody who uh, who emailed us. Uh, we certainly enjoyed those. And uh, come and get my geek cards if you want it. Uh, but I have a I have a question for you, Allie, and, and there was something I was thinking about in game the other day. Uh, I, as you know, we have these now these challenge mode duo zones. Yes, and I want to say I think they were initially all the rage. Everybody was talking about them. Everybody from the highest end raider to the lowliest guy still running around with apprentice ones and treasured gear on because they were excited because there was new content. There was something to do. These heroes from the AB server uh, unlocked these zones by uh, defeating challenge mode genra, and then they had an opportunity to go in and feast on these zones on their own and get all the discos and be the 
the superstars that they are of the world of Norath and, and get all the fat loots coming out of there. And, and once that was done, I think the, the development team did a very nice thing in unlocking these uh, zones on all the servers so that everybody can have an opportunity to play these from all the servers and not have to wait for uh, some raiding guild on your server to unlock it for you. Mm-hmm. And I think people were excited. Hey, look, new content, new things to do. We were excited about it, both you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, members of our raiding guild were excited about it. Uh, there was chatter in the level zones on forums. Can't, looking forward to Friday when they launched this stuff. And then I think people went in there and they got a, they got a little bitty taste of it. And by little bitty taste, I mean they lasted about 15 seconds into the encounter before they were dead. Mm. And then they, they revved up and they, they went back and they at, went at it again. And they probably died in nine seconds. Well, at least that was our story. We yeah, didn't last so, very mm-hmm. long. And we were in there almost uh, the, the better part of an evening. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, two, two, we went through at least two Mender bots completely. Uh, it was about three hours. Right. We died 30 times because the last time we said, forget the Mender bot, we'll just mend in the guild hall because it's free. Right. Uh, so we died, what, close to 30 times. Correct. Uh, our best run lasted a minute and a half. That was our best run. And we got the thing to, what, 85%? Yeah. And the first ad spawned. I think we got the ad down. Don't know if we totally got the ad down. Maybe oh, we did. I think Don't we got remember. one ad down, and then we got ran into uh, water spouts, and it, it just went downhill from there, and it, we, we were pretty much out of time at that point anyways. And um, we were doing the abysmal aqueduct, which was quite abysmal. I think its name is <laughs> apropos for the zone. Uh, but I'll say we we did have fun that evening, I thought. Yeah, because um, th- it was new. It was, you know, something new that we hadn't seen before, something mm-hmm. different. Unspoiled, I, I would almost say that. I totally agree with the unspoiled. We didn't go in with a lot of knowledge or background and said, we're going to figure this out. We're going to bring up ACT and we're going to work at this. And that's what we did. I, I think we got a good feel for by the end of the night, we had somewhat figured out some of the key components of the script. Well, let's be fair. The only reason we even found the zone is because we had help mm-hmm. trying to get there. Because otherwise, we would have probably spent three hours trying to figure out how to get in. Right. That that we did get a little bit of help from. But uh, in, in in doing the zone, understanding the mechanics, the AEs, yeah. the effects, the damage, and all that sort of stuff, we basically learned that all on our own. And I, I, I want to say we had fun doing that. Yeah. Because it was unspoiled. It was new to us. Both of us working in ACT after each of our 15-second survival runs. Let's figure out. Let's try to figure out what happened there. Right. Uh, and, and we started to put it together. Although I think we knew, having heard what had been going on throughout the weekend, because it took us several days to get around to, to getting to this content, that this content was challenging. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, a 12. Uh, this is not for the faint of heart. This is for the top-end players in top-end gear. Right. Of which we are both neither. <laughs> right. Uh, let's be right. honest. Uh, but I think we had fun in figuring out the puzzle. But knowing we were not going to necessarily succeed. Right. Uh, but my question, Ellie, and this is what it got me thinking about. These incredibly difficult zones with a lot of restrictions and a lot of overhead that comes with them. Uh, high gear, high play style, uh, knowing the mechanics, and, and, and being a good complementary duo for the zones. Uh, my question, though, Allie, is how hard is too hard? How rare is too rare for a spawn or a drop or something like that? And, and when does too hard or too rare cease to be fun? Because these zones are just that. They are very difficult. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make them unfun? I think it depends on who you are. To get to these zones to begin with, you had to be able to, or the server had to be able to unlock the hardest content in the game. So you would imagine that this is sort of the reward for the highest end players. And it's intended to give the highest end players, those who have been the first ones to unlock the hardest content in the entire game on any server has to be challenging enough for them to be enjoyable. So really it was designed for those people, not for me and you. And I think they wanted to, I'm guessing that they wanted to keep the difficulty level for a while. Maybe they'll nerf it later down the road, but I totally agree. How hard is too hard? Well, it is too hard for us, but is it too hard for the reward that you're getting out of there? Is it too hard for the effort that you're putting into it? I don't know. That's a good question. I think there are a lot of things. It's a balance, you know, it's a balance between difficulty and how much time it takes to complete. And what is the reward? What's the payoff? Fair enough. Fair enough. And let me just let me throw a a little bit of information at you or, 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 or things that we've heard in the past. Okay. The 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 line we've always heard is that, and and I don't mean these are numerical values, mm-hmm. but the adage has always been one percent of the player base raids. Or I thought they at one point had didn't they say one tenth of one percent? Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure, right? But again, it's not necessarily about the numeric value. Yeah, okay. it's about the 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 concept. The, the concept, right? Gotcha. So say one percent of the player base raids. It's a right. it's, it's a less common player. Mm-hmm. Then you even take those one percent that are raiders. You could, and then say that there is one tenth of one percent are those elite level players, those okay. elite level raiders, right? So it's even a smaller percentage base. Right. So when you think about that, when you think about what you're saying these zones were de- designed for, right. you're talking about the upper echelon, the right. one tenth of one percent. Mm-hmm. You know, again, not numerically speaking, of course. Right. A certain amount of time effort, and therefore money went into designing this content, mm-hmm. right? Uh, these zones didn't magically invent themselves. Right. It took developers to sit down, figure out the mechanics. Yes, now they're probably reusing assets like zones and artwork and all those sorts of things. But mm-hmm. still, somebody had to sit down and say, okay, what is this mob going to do at this point? And how often is he going to do it? How much damage is he going to do? Uh, and then are there going to be ads or are there going to be this thing or are there going to be lockdowns or or whatever? And then a certain amount of time to play test all that. And as time and resources are one thing, they're, they're ultimately money. I, I've always heard in the past, why do we why? Why is there rating? Because it can uh, it caters to such a small percentage base. Mm-hmm. Now here you've created uh, challenge mode duo content and it truly is duo. No mercs, no nothing else. There's yeah. two people at most. Was that a good investment of time if only really the one-tenth of one percent is really going to have an opportunity to enjoy, and maybe that's a good question, is this really enjoyable to them, right? Uh, Enjoy and therefore be rewarded by doing this content. And is it just going to anger and tick off 
the 99.99 other percent? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a really good question. And I think, you know, we're, you, you know, you say it, it's numerical or it doesn't matter what the number is, right? Mm-hmm. But it actually does matter what the number is. If it's one-tenth of one percent or if it's 10 percent okay. or if it's 30 percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if we don't know? Do you I mean, do we have any hard numbers? No, I don't think any of the players know how many people raid mm-hmm. and how many people. I mean, I know we're not in that upper echelon, right? Me and you. Correct. Uh, somebody is, but it's not us. We think we're pretty good. We're all right. We're not in the upper echelon at all. And we're certainly not in the top top group of that upper echelon. But what if it is like 30% of the population that's actually rating versus 1%? And what if that top tier of that 30% is actually one-tenth of that top tier, or rather one-tenth of the rating population versus one-tenth of 1%? What if it's one-tenth of 30%? That's a lot more. Then one tenth of one percent. I was promised there'd be no math during the okay, preparation. I'm sorry. Podcast, but- I'm just saying, what if the population is bigger than the status quo has believed all this time? Uh, and, and 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 absolutely, wouldn't I, that I, justify the dev time to build those zones? Yes, and encounters. Absolutely, and and I think only Sony knows those numbers. Although, let me just go back one thing and say. It all depends on your definition of rating, too, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, and let's be honest, these are elastic terms, right? Is running shard of hate with 14 Come people on. rating? I, I mean, would, no. real rating. Right. I, I mean, real, like, you know, real times four current tier rating. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And, 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 I, and I think we just want to state that, too. I mean, we're not talking about going back and, you know, doing a uh, drunder or something. Uh, we were promised we'd never have to go back there. Um, <laughs> although, and it still kills me every time I see a plague, uh, a plague is planted in, a flag is planted in drunder. Why? Uh, Even you, now you don't like POW? No, uh, we, that was, we, we did that podcast already. I, I'm still looking to murder that zone, but I know, but I mean, we had some, you got a bunch of achievements. You, I did. didn't still, I'm still waiting to have my mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. My moments in the sun, um, but you finished POW. Uh, yes, I did. I did. But uh, for 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 Sony for SOE, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately they're about selling widgets, and whatever that widget might be—is it subscriptions? Is it station cash? Uh, fluff items, LON packs, whatever it might be. They're in the business of making money and selling right. you know, selling stuff, and therefore making money. Right. When they make content like this, mm-hmm. which caters to what I would argue is a small percentage, whatever it might be numerically, it is a small amount of the player base, certainly smaller than the players who are capable of doing this. It is a right. very small amount. Is it a wise use of their resources? Are they going to sell more widgets because they created content that – I would argue is only going to be enjoyable by a very small percentage of their of their player base. Okay, well, let me ask you an, a question to your question. Okay, when you're the player, why are you bothering asking questions about whether they are going to be selling more widgets or not? 
Like just because they need to sell more widgets doesn't mean that every single thing they do has to be oriented towards selling more widgets. Maybe one of the aspects of their goal is to make content that the players enjoy. And maybe Uh, that's what they're trying to do with this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although I I will say this, you could create the greatest, most (laughs) kick-ass game ever known. But if you don't sell it, you're not going to be around long, right? Right, I know. But this is the same argument as, you know, if you paint the most amazing painting and then you shove it in a closet, is it really art? Exactly. exactly. I mean, it's the same question. But this is that's not a fair question because it's not shoved in the closet. Somebody is seeing this content. So I think the dev team has decided it is acceptable to have one-tenth of one percent or one-tenth of 30 percent or whatever percent. Mm-hmm. sees this content. I think they have already decided it is acceptable for us to spend whatever time we spent on it and and give it to this percent of the population. First, they give it to the people who, quote unquote, earned it mm-hmm. the hard way by unlocking the content for the very first time ever and then then unlocking it for everybody else as a, you know, a gesture Absolutely, but when Joe Sixpack, mm-hmm. Joe Average Player, mm-hmm. not that one-tenth of can't 1% player, it. can't finish it, is he going to get frustrated, bleep you, Sony, this stinks, this sucks, mm. uh, I need the best gear and the most complimentary pair of classes, mm-hmm. and right. how many of those exist on my server to begin with, I'm right, never but- going to get this, so therefore, bleep you, I'm out of here, and you know, I canceled my account in here as right, well. But you could you could make the same argument about anything. I mean, well, I'm never I'm never going to live in the Trump Tower because I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to quit life. No, but this is a game, and you do have the ability to walk away from it. You don't have the ability to walk away from life. But <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> that well, okay. Uh, I'm just saying, I I I don't think that's very. I think you're not giving Joe Sixpack enough credit. Uh, to be honest, I think Joe Sixpack knows he can't do every single thing in the entire game when he's only playing, you know, six hours a month or something or great, six hours a week or whatever it might be. Great question. Great point, Allie. Do you believe that the average player, that Joe Sixpack, mm-hmm. feels he's entitled because he pays his $15 mm-hmm. a month or to whatever every single thing? No, I don't think. I don't think average Joe player anymore believes that he's entitled to every single thing in the game. I think that would be silly. I think people who play games know that it's a challenge and you are not you're just not going to get everything because you you, ju- you have to put in the effort to earn it mm-hmm. at a certain point by your gameplay, by your expertise and knowledge that you earn or learn by playing more frequently. Great, great point again. So let me ask you this, because Herm Edwards made a great statement one day. He used to coach the, the New York football Jets. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. So taking that concept, that, that phrase a little bit into, into the MMO world, into EQ2 with us, we play to win. Right. If I know that I can't win at this, Yes. Right. These these advanced challenges, then challenge what? duos. Quit? Why why am I playing if I if I'm already destined to lose and right. there's no chance of a hail mary or an amazing okay. move or ri- the the let's rise to the occasion and yes. overcome? 
Why do the Cubs still play baseball then? Because because hope springs eternal, eternal. Right? in the city of Chicago. Right. Exactly. Someone is always going to try. You're going to keep trying because there's a chance. But in this case, Joe Sixpack has a chance. I don't know if he does. That's the he question. He does. In these challenge mode zones. Do no, you think maybe Joe not Six in the Pack... challenge mode zones in this state of affairs. But Joe Sixpack, along with everybody else, has a chance to do everything. If provided that they put in what they need to put in to get there. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But do you feel that entitlement and the, no. shift from, the shift over time of EQ2, no spawns? on-demand content mm, right to a degree but i don't think joe Sixpack believes that he is entitled to every single thing in the entire game no i think there are some people who that that sentiment is lost on and they'll never get it but that's fine they're not really probably not really gamers to begin with i think gamers understand you can't have everything handed to you on a silver platter i think gamers understand you have to work at it you have to put in the effort to get it. Otherwise, what's the point? It's not a game. It's just pulling the handle on the the, the machine and getting a treat. Uh, fair enough. So there was a quest that came out in uh, uh, Cobalt Scar there where you had to click on the dying Othmir and heal them. And yes. remember, I, I forget the, the name of the quest, but there were a lot of people who were complaining it's too hard. Right. It's not about hard. Now, that was a mechanics thing that was like, you know, you know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but it isn't it's it isn't working because it's not they're not being you can't. Yeah, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. And it was a, it was a. It was a small little dinky quest, and mm-hmm. I think the mechanic nobody had really seen before. Mm-hmm. So I think that one might be an exception because it's not about difficulty. That's just about mechanics. You know, if you, if you had been faced with a quest that required you to jump from platform to platform in a maze and, uh, you know, spin around Sonic-wise, you know, jumping around and hitting buttons in midair. If you had to do that, wouldn't that frustrate you? It frustrates me every time in that, uh, is it throne where I got to jump on the lily pads to get across the hallway there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hear a lot of people say, I don't want to do that zone because that's, it's too hard to jump mm-hmm. or I'll wait here and you guys get over there and then I'll call a ticket right. to you. But I think the thing is enough people had frustration with the, that cure curse or, whatever, healing mm-hmm. the Othmir thing. You know, if if more than half the people are complaining that it's kind of effed up and uh, it's pissing them off and they want to quit, if more than half the people are saying that, then I think SOE would have to change it. And that might be what happened. They They did change it so that you could go around it. Now, granted, it was a quest that gated content, Mm-hmm. So you couldn't advance the Cobalt Scar storyline without right. completing that quest. Right. So but you after, can't avoid it. After two or three weeks, they caved in and, and made it so that you could go around it. I'll probably say that took me a dozen tries. Took me a dozen tries, too. It wasn't easy. I had to, okay, pan back. I moved over here. I did this. I tried that. Let me log out. Maybe cool my head a little bit. I'll go back in and try it later. 
maybe when there's less people around. Uh, but again, I took the challenge on and I overcame. Mm-hmm. I played to win the game. I didn't play to say this is too hard. I want to go around. And what's your point? Uh, I, I guess to my point is uh, you were saying that players want that. They no, want to I, do that. I think people thought it was bugged. I think people there were people complaining because they thought it was bugged or they thought it was just ridiculous and pointless. They wanted to be able to click through and skip the questy part of it. Just let me do my thing and move on. If I really want to play this, I'll play it. So, I don't know. I think if enough people complain, they're going to change it. So it, it, all it takes is enough people to say this is too hard. Probably. And they'll change it. Probably. Okay. So there is a point where things become too hard and therefore become unfun. Uh, probably. But that is a quest that is gating content that is part of a game update. Mm-hmm. That is basically part of normal gameplay. But the thing you're talking about, these challenge modes, that is not, that's kind of bonus extra, you know, content that we we didn't have before. That the only reason it's there is because somebody unlocked it. Right, right. And it's got loot. There's something to chase in there. Right. In an environment where some players are starved for something to chase. Right, but you could certainly chase it. You could certainly chase it. I certainly could. Uh, I'm looking at it to say, I realize who I am and what I am. Um, I I don't don't... think you should sell yourself short. I wonder, though. I I am a dwarf, so that's okay, though. Right, but I wonder, though, (laughs) if you're selling yourself short. Like, you might be believing the mentality that only two classes can finish this zone together successfully maybe there are more there's more than one way to skin a cat which you know maybe the guy who supposedly knows everything isn't right this time maybe you can complete it as a templar uh fair enough fair enough but in the state where i don't have all 200 plus gear so my run would have to be and i'm probably not i'm not the best dps class uh, I'm built a little bit more for survivability. Uh, as, as a player, I don't like to move. I'm not very good at arcade-style games and that, those mm-hmm. sort of things. So, uh, and, and I realize that. And I'll be honest. I am a firm believer. I honestly believe that even though I pay my $15 a month, I am not going to get everything. Right. You're not going to get everything. But I think if you set your mind to it, if you got maybe a few more pieces of 200 plus gear and maybe practice the arcade crap or paired yourself with somebody who is more ideally suited to these, this encounter and can make up for what you lack, maybe you could do it. Sure. Sure. Just a maybe. I mean, I think it's possible. You can't tell me there's no Templar anywhere in the entire game on any server that has com- not complete, you know, that has completed. Sure, sure. No, I, I don't know that. And I there can't must be at least one. And you're probably right. Somewhere out there is a, is maybe a class that's a little bit more complimentary to me to, mm-hmm. to as a Templar. Uh, and you're right. Maybe with a little bit more gear uh, and a little or bit more experience. But maybe again, if you had the best ranger in the entire game paired with you, uh, fair maybe enough. you would be able to complete it. But you I'm gonna, didn't have that. But I'm know? also going to need to find not only that, I'm going to have to find somebody who's patient enough 
And here's another question, right? Not, and I'm not saying that you weren't, right? We had a, we had a blast. We were in there the bulk of a night doing it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to be willing to, to wipe 40, 50, 60, 70 times while we, while we try to figure it out and then realize we still have to do this thing basically flawlessly. There's very little right. room for error in these things. So I, one misstep and poof, it's over. Yes. Uh, whether you've been at that encounter for eight minutes and okay, we're at ten percent. And oops, you didn't step out, or you didn't joust, or you didn't. But you didn't could score fast enough. You could easily have had the same argument mm-hmm. back in the ROK days when mythical weapons were the thing. Um, you could have the same because remember, there were people buying updates. Oh, absolutely, remember? absolutely. And that was kind of like, well, do I buy the update just to get it? Because I'm so I'm never going to get I'm just never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. And I never personally wanted to buy an update. I never bought an update. I never bought any any of that. I waited and it took forever for me to get my mythical Mm -hmm. weapon. There were a lot of people who didn't want to wait or who were in a position in the raid that they felt they didn't have the luxury of waiting because they were the main tank or something to that, you know, of that uh, level of importance. I wonder if, you know, this isn't maybe the same type of thing. You never know if the secrets will come out. Maybe there are secrets that are just little buttons. You just have to push the right button to win the zone. You just have to do this, jump through this hoop in this way, in this manner, exactly at this time. And you can win. You know, you, you know yeah, I, 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 yes, I do. I, I don't think there is any staples. This that was easy button that <laughs> no, is going to help I you mean, conquer these zones. Information will come out later. Absolutely. Um, as more people, you know, figure it out, there'll be more people who are willing to share. Right. And, and I certainly can appreciate those who did it sitting back and saying, no, figure it out on your own. And, and again, I'm okay with that. They mm-hmm. worked very hard. They put in their effort. They got what they deserve, right? <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. They've right. earned what they have. Yes, uh, the, the accomplishment is theirs to, to sit back and relish. Yes. Absolutely. So I am a firm believer that, although I, I don't believe Joe Sixpack believes that. I think you're shortchanging Joe, Joe Sixpack, honestly. Okay. I think Joe Sixpack is more game savvy than you give him credit for joe sixpack isn't just joe off the street joe sixpack gamer is a gamer and understands that you can't just have things handed to you otherwise all you're doing is pulling the handle on the slot machine Uh, fair enough but he also wants to play the game because he can he has a chance to win Right, if but he no, doesn't if, have to win every single thing in the game. Uh, he doesn't have to win the Trump he, Tower. I, he can win the studio apartment. I don't think he's, he's okay happy. with it. He's I not bet happy you he with is. That. I don't. I, bet he is. I disagree. I I don't subscribe to that theory. Okay. And I think though, and I and I just wonder if he becomes frustrated that mm-hmm. this is unobtainable, is he more likely to walk away and say? To heck with this. I'm not buying any more widgets. Do you believe that we've been down this road before? Uh, well, there's always people saying, you know, I canceled my account and here's why. Do you believe SOE has been down this road before? Uh, what do you mean? Making, creating difficult content? Yeah. Uh, not to this degree. Not to this level of exclusionary. Really? I don't think so. Uh, well, I agree your mythical example uh, is true, 
but and, and I'll be honest, I know a lot of people who did buy them, but I don't think anybody who bought them then went back to their own raid force and was able to say, ta-da, I have the easy button and here we win. Whether they were the main tank or the entire main tank group who all right. went out and bought them, it still to, to beat VP at that time, it still took 24 people mm-hmm. to overcome Nexona, right? Correct. And, you know, time was spent. There were certain gating mobs, uh, uh, Nexona, Hoskar, uh, Silverwing, that really broke the backs of people, but People eventually overcame because they did keep going at it. I don't think buying your mythical helped you or helped you and your raid force overcome any deficiencies. That one item on one person was not the the I win button. So no, um, I don't think I don't think SOE has created a a a, a, a content that has been so exclusia, exclusatory. Exclusionary. Exclusionary. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. To this point. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I guess I kind of feel that they've been down this road before. Maybe not exactly like this, but I feel like they've been down this road before, and so they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe – I'm don't. i not sure why you think it's so exclusionary other than people can't do it unless they are – successfully, unless they are in the one-tenth of one percent. They have to be geared to such and such a level. But even if you think that they are being exclusionary, why do you think that that's a bad thing? I don't know. That, uh, uh, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I it's, not know. That, it's not that you have to do the zone to progress a quest series or something like that. It is simply content. Certainly not. You're, it is not any gating or required progressionary step. Right. You're absolutely so correct. why is it a bad thing to reward or to give content to people who are at the highest, highest, highest level of the game and have beaten everything else? Why is that a bad thing to give them something to do that's a challenge as as opposed to opening the floodgates to the whole wide world? Well, I'll so say this. For me personally, no, I, I, I don't have any problem with this. Okay. What I fear is potentially could happen is that a lot of the and we keep calling him this poor guy Joe, yeah, Joe Sixpack, Joe the plumber, right? Uh, uh-huh. uh, Why does gonna, he have to be a plumber? Uh, wasn't wasn't there in a campaign that Joe the plumber that oh, all yeah, the yeah, candidates yeah, yeah. kept referencing? That's right, right. that's right. Uh, so you know this this average player, whoever he or she may be, will become frustrated and jaded and want to walk away. And if yeah. enough people walk away. It's going to infect, uh, uh, in, not infect, as I almost said, affect mm-hmm. uh, the rest of Norath. I don't know. I guess I, I trust that they know what they're doing. And if mm-hmm. it becomes that dangerous, that somebody will change that. Well, we've heard up to this point that the, the devs team has stated we are sticking to our guns with what we have created. We have no intentions of nerfing this. So maybe it's not as dire as you think it is. Uh, no, I, I don't. What I do think, you know, people were all jazzed about it. It's something new. Finally, you know, yes, content, duo content, right? Because we've seen this sort of thing that we've seen advanced solo zones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People were jazzed. They thought they were going to be able to walk on, walk into this thing on Friday and get loot by Saturday. And I think there was a little bit of an eye-opening event mm-hmm. that, wow, this is hard. This is mm-hmm. not, this is not for everybody. 
Well, A, it gives something for people to work towards. And mm-hmm. B, what if this is a, like a testing ground on a small scale to do more duo zones for the future that maybe are not that hard but are part of normal content? Uh, well, Would we you be okay with it then? Well, we kind of do have that. We have the advanced solo zones. But a real duo content zone that gives duo you know, the equivalent rewards. Uh, well, I would be excited by that. I think it'll be a challenge to reward players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fitting, fitting rewards into uh, the, the matrix, right? Yes, with the times four versus... You've got times four content. You've got times two content. You've got Group. heroic content. You've got... And then now duo and solo. Right. So, you know, what's it going to be? Plus two better than whatever the solo stuff was, the Overland? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, is this worth my time and effort? Very difficult. It's not. It's not something that uh, I would want to see. You know, more more loot, right? That people are going to say, you know, what's not worth the effort, mm-hmm. and, and that's a shame because you know, again, time and effort went into this stuff, and for people to say, ah, you know what? Why why bother doing that when I can SLR something out of a solo zone, the rare right. fable drop that eventually will be be up for auction in a couple hours. Well, hopefully they see the metrics on all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they see what people are doing, and they recognize what works and what doesn't work. Uh, absolutely. So I, I think this is just, you know, it's an interesting question of when is hard too hard? Yeah. And too exclusionary, you know, that will people become frustrated by? I don't know if there is a right answer. Yeah, I don't either. I just, I wonder, uh, I think it's interesting to think about, you know, what percent of people are actually succeeding in this and what percent of the population is Joe six pack anymore. And whether or not, you know, to our, to our great unknown question, whether it's Joe six pack is okay with that or even cares or even knows that there's zones exists. <laughs> that could be the case too. <laughs> maybe I'm giving Joe six pack too much credit. Uh, maybe know. you are, maybe I'm not giving him enough. Maybe it's somewhere in yes. the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so do you want to talk about our, our least favorite and most favorite moments recently? Sure, why not? All right, what is your least favorite uh, for this episode, Allie? Well, Del, let me ask you, what is worse than losing a roll on something you really need? Probably rolling a one. Uh, it's actually the thing you need not dropping at all. Okay, well, then there would be no need to roll, right? Yeah, yes. okay, fair enough. So, and then you got to wait a whole other week or more to get another chance at even – having the thing drop in the first place and then having a chance to roll on it. So I'm, I, uh, I am the victim of the random number generator on many levels and I'm very unhappy about it. Although I, maybe there is one case where it might be worse. Oh, you're, you're waiting for the hard mode drop and they say, let's pull this easy mode. Oh, that is worse. <laughs> you're like, Oh, there go my shoulders. <laughs> yes. I can't believe you still don't have your shoulders. I don't have what, shoulders. What's your least favorite? Uh, my least favorite, Ellie, is uh, I am currently reduced to farming uh, highly successful dungeon maker spawners. Uh, I finished mm. Siren Kill Count. Uh, it's very difficult to get uh, heroic content group to chase shinies, which is probably the thing I most want to do. Mm. Uh, I, I don't want to keep trade skilling tin dirks to make 9,001 of them for an achievement. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't want to have to pester somebody to say, can I kill you 401 times so I can get the achievement for winning 500 duels? Oh. Uh, earning 100,000 highly successful dungeon marks? 
It is so long and so so far off. Um, right now, I'm in a I'm in a kind of a the summer blue summertime blues a little bit. Hmm. Uh, and I know we've talked about this in summer as past. Of, yes. Uh, there's nothing to do, so I can hardly wait for that next content to come Waiting around. Waiting for the content. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's that's kind of what my least favorite moment is right now. Uh, mass bad. slaughtering aviacs looking for a uh, an aviac inquisitor that I'm never going to use, but I can. Uh, it'll be checked <laughs> off on the list. You don't care. You just want to collect them all. Uh, that's correct. Uh, it's the Pokemon effect. Oh, no. Uh, I, I've done some research on Dungeon Maker, and uh, I'm even less less impressed by it uh, after having run mm. Act on a whole bunch of them. And maybe we'll use that as a topic for somewhere down the road. Mm. But uh, Dungeon Maker is even less appealing now that I know more about it uh, under the hood. Sounds like research that I have to do because I don't do Highly successful dungeon maker. Not many do, Allie. Not many do. So uh, <laughs> what, what's your most favorite thing going on right now? We are 26 days until SOE Live. Holy cow. Can you believe it? Uh, no. How am I going to get this into a Speedo? It was 26 over, days. It was three digits the last time I checked. And now here we are at under 30. This is crazy. Less yes. than a month. I know. I know. And, and uh, I got to get out. I got to get a new whole new wardrobe. Are you buying new uh, I'm, shoes? I'm, I'm vamping it up with new shoes, Allie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know me. You know me at Bally, right? Appearance is important. Well, I, you know, I, I have a few new outfits that I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. Excellent. Sounds good. Have you? You're already packed and ready to go. Not quite, but right. I, I have shoes. All right. <laughs> Are they comfortable? I wouldn't say they're comfortable. Well, they could be. It depends. All righty. On how long you have to wear them. So what is your favorite thing, Dal? Um, my most favorite thing this episode, Allie, is something you alluded to a little bit earlier. Uh, pow! Uh, Plane of Trash, War Mobs, is finally cleared. Plane of Trash! Plane of or... Trash is done. We have defeated Raylosec. I... Uh, so I get, I'm assuming oh. I'm going to get my three points from, from Fantasy Football or Fantasy EQ2 talk that we had last fall. Well, uh, that's over. It, it, that's over. I can't, I can't get those points anymore? No? You already won. Why do you want to run up the score? I like piling it on, Allie. I like, you know, <laughs> when I got you down, grinding my heel in, in, into it. Yeah, lovely. Uh, yeah, but I got to say, we, we finally defeated it. Uh, I know you weren't there, which was, uh, I was you know, not uh, hopefully next sad. time, though. Uh, but uh, one one bit of advice to you is keep an eye on the Children of War at the end. Uh, there is some really cool stuff that goes on. Uh, the team did a really great job with the animations and the dialogue and all that that happens at the end of the at the end of the event uh, where Raylosek uh, dies and eventually uh, goes on uh, to create a whole heck of problems there in Chains of Eternity. That sounds very lore esque. It is. There is a lot of lore in their dialogue, but I, I enjoy that, and it's cool. There's some very cool animations as well. Neat. Sounds like teaser too, Dell. Like uh, you're taunting people who are not killing plain of trash. Uh, certainly, no, 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 not taunting anybody. But uh, bring it on. Uh, yes, uh, I finally completed that quest. Mm. Uh, I forget the, the signature line is finally done, and that one's out of my journal, which was uh, another great accomplishment as well. I would so, love to have that done as well. Yeah, death to Raylosek. Waiting for my chance. Waiting for my chance to get invited. It's 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 yoga's fault, Del. Okay. I'm late, I'm late every Tuesday because of yoga. But what are you gonna do? Is what pick, it is. You gotta pick your battles. Yep. Yep. All right. So I think this episode is an alley angle episode. 
Yeah, I hope so, because I prepared for that. Excellent, excellent. I have no Are You Smarter questions for you. <laughs> All right, so, Allie, uh, your question for, for episode 66 here, your Allie Angle questions. We've been talking about things that are hard or difficult in game, and I'm wondering, Allie, for you, what are the top three things that you find most difficult in the world of Norath? Uh, well, maybe these things are not difficult for other people, but they are for me. My number three is... Uh, I have so many alts. I have a hard time keeping track of what level they are adventuring, where they are with trade skilling, what recipes they have, what what trade skill they even are, uh, what access they have, what languages they know, whether they have the Brel uh, prayer shawl, all of those things. It, they're just too many. You know, who's got what holiday bobbles and all of that. They're just too many alts. And too many things in the game anymore to keep track. I need a spreadsheet for my spreadsheet. Yeah, all tracking, definitely a problem. It's too bad there's no website out there that keeps track of all that sort of information <laughs> for you, right? Are you mocking me? Uh, no, certainly not, because all the things you listed, I don't know if that is tracked anywhere other than a, in an Excel spreadsheet like you suggest. Uh, I guess for me, not so much a problem because, well, I, I don't have alts, so I'm not too worried about what they may or may not have because I know you they don't do, do much. You do have alts. You just don't care about them. That's true. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really either. But I trade skill all of them, okay. so that part I do care about. Alrighty. Uh, so, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is actually again trade skilling. There are so many trade skill things anymore. I can't keep track. And one of the things that is out there that I don't get, maybe because I haven't put any effort into it, is experimentation. Uh, I need to. I feel like I need to set aside a week or a weekend or something to really learn all about it but i feel like i'm missing a big chunk of the game without knowing about experimentation and all the prestige options that there are with trade skilling i just i feel like uh every time you turn around there's some new thing and i what really aggravates me is that i feel like i have to go outside of the game to find out about it yeah i got to say i'm in the in the same boat a little bit as well the new stuff that's coming with trade skilling, the prestige points and the AA points and all that, uh, beyond getting the ability to track shinies, mm-hmm. and note how I say it's not track harvestables, it's tracking shinies, right? Yes, exactly. Um, in the past, trade skilling always seemed to take a backseat to adventuring. Yes. Because uh, for the longest time, none of the rewards were up to par, you know, other than a few. Uh, Really cool items like your yeah. trade skill epic or the prayer shawl that you mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, those few items you did the quest line from A to Z and you kind of you got your prize at the end. Well, now all of a sudden there's a lot more to trade skilling where it is becoming a matrix. Uh, yeah, or, or it's kind of a competitive thing a little bit with yeah. adventuring. There are there are really some really cool added bonuses that you can get here that really could make the difference in a few places. Uh, yeah. Again, much like just tracking shinies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have these sorts of things, and uh, you're right. I've oh, don't uh, I'll get to that later. It's just trade skilling, right? Yeah. All exactly. I got to do is do the same damn raid in the guild hall over and over again, and I'll be done. Well, you know, because that was trade skilling. Uh, you grind, yeah. yeah. Nobody was going to be asking me, you know, for a a fine steel flambeerage or something, right? Or a long <laughs> bastard sword or something, right? Nobody was ever going to. I just did the same raid. I don't even know what the hell I made. I just made six of the same thing three times, and then I was done. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just pushing buttons. So, but now there's a lot more going on with trade skilling, where it really is coming 
to be a, a, a active part of gameplay again. And I have to get out of that mindset myself, at least, and it sounds like you a little bit as well, that it's just trade skilling. Or yes. it, this, it was this mini game off in the right. corner it's I did. It's not just trade skilling right. anymore. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's involved in my adventuring. I'm, I need experimentation, I think. Uh, get your trade skilling out of my peanut butter. Get right, your exactly. Peanut butter exactly. out of my adventuring. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, all right. And uh, what's your uh, number one most difficult thing in the world of Norath? Well, this is maybe a personal problem, but I have a difficult time justifying my personal choices in gameplay to other people. Um, there are so many ways that people uh, can check out what you're wearing, how you're specced, what your AA choices are, that people being guild leaders and fellow raiders. Uh, you can't really hide from anybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, uh, and with the the classes the way they are now, it's sort of hard to justify doing anything outside the lines of your class. You sort of have to stay on the path that's laid out for you. And if you veer off the path, you're perceived as either an idiot who doesn't know what the heck they're doing, or you know maybe you're that super awesome guy who knows everything, which I know I'm not, and nobody thinks I am, right? So I feel like I have to justify everything, every choice that I make that is outside the lines. You know, draw within the lines, follow your path, don't veer from the path, and everything's fine. Nobody will question you. Yeah, I think that that is a challenge because a lot of players, you know, uh, when you look at your AAs, it's this huge matrix of things I can pick from. Mm -hmm. But there is always, and I'm using air quotes, always the right AA build. The right way. Right. Yep. And anything else must be wrong. Well, for example, here's an example. And maybe this is just our specific raid force, but there's a certain adornment that you are certain adornments that you are expected to wear on a certain armor piece. And I feel like I have to get a special variance from the town, right? To be able to wear a different adornment on that particular armor piece. I have to get special permission. Rather than getting special permission, I'm just going to try to get that other armor piece, like a backup armor piece, to wear whatever I want as an adornment. And then if I get called out on not wearing that particular adornment, I can swap them. All right. So I'm writing down right now that you do not have medication on your breastplate. <laughs> no, I do. I'm, I'm, I do. I, I just don't want to ask permission to change it. Mm-hmm. To something okay. else. So I'm going to wait to try to get another breastplate. Hence, the my stupid breastplate won't, won't drop or I lose the roll all the time. My least favorite thing. Okay. We're, we're going to have to pause the podcast here for a moment. Dear raid leader, Allie is a rebel not wearing mitigation on breastplate. Please, I'm please, please bench. Please bench or suspend her until such time. <laughs> I'm in the lines. <laughs> I swear I'm in the lines. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm picking on that one adornment because many people have been accused of, of not, not wearing 30, 38 adornments on their gear. No, because, you know, uh, you must not – it must be – the reason we failed is you obviously don't have enough hit points. Correct, correct. Right. So, uh, I mean, you could argue that, but you could also say, well, why don't you have the clicky cloak clicked? Well, yeah, and, and it's difficult, you know, because you want to do things your own way. You want to uh, – 
expand your character, configure your character the way that makes you feel good because you feel, you know, while they may not be the best min-max choices. I want to uh, be me. You want to be you, needs, absolutely. Allie needs to be Allie. There's absolutely. only one Allie. Yes, There's there is. One. Thank goodness. Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, but you're right. And, but when the min-maxer comes along, mm-hmm. you know, the min-maxer 5000 program runs against yes. that website where they can look at you, which mm-hmm. is funny. You were just complaining earlier. There's no way to track people. Now <laughs> we have a way to track people. No, I don't want to be tracked. Don't track me. Uh, right. Don't track me. Track everybody else. Right. Make sure everybody else has that adornment that they're all supposed to have. You you now have to be prepared with a a dissertation as yes. to why I chose this AA spec or yes. this particular adornment over this one. Yes, and here's why I'm rolling on this piece of armor that I want or this piece of gear that I want. I'm rolling on this because I'm going to reforge this thing that I can't use. So please stop questioning my role. Uh, and you know, so and of course, uh, everybody in game is an expert, right? Of- Yes. Everybody is that one-tenth of one percent player, or at least they like to think they are, right? And, and certainly I'm in that category as well. I like to think I am, even though I, I, I'm not. Uh, I still believe Sanctuary should be cast on every pull, but I don't, <laughs> but I don't cast it. Uh, mainly because I forget or I'm too damn lazy not, or not paying attention as well. But you're right. You know, having to explain or justify your actions you know, can be difficult, especially you know, in the pug environment because – People uh, judge first, ask questions later. Yeah. And, and that can be difficult, uh, especially when you're trying to get into a pug uh, or a pickup or, or something like that for something more to do. People are immediately checking you out. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can, I can appreciate that. So, uh, Ali, in, in review then, uh, the three things that you're finding most difficult in the world of Norath, number three is? Keeping track of my alts. Uh, and number two was? Um, understanding all the different trade skill options. Uh, and the number one thing that you're finding most difficult in the world of Norath? Justifying my own personal choices in gameplay. I have to say I'm a little surprised. I thought there would be something on that list that that wasn't. What? Uh, and that was uh, knowing where to go or how to get to wherever I want to go. Well, yes, I still have trouble navigating the world. Yes, yes, having to... I- <laughs> What what but, is the best know, way to get there? It's Bell or send a tell to Delmar. Right. How do I get to X Zone? <laughs> can I wait till you're there in COV? Right. Can I COV? <laughs> right. I'll take her. All right, uh, Ellie. Then do we have anything else for this? The 66th episode here on July 6th. No, I just hope we don't blow any fingers off. All right. So, uh, th- speaking of that, Ellie, then let's say thank you to this week's corporate sponsor, the Black Cat Fireworks Company. Ellie, it's the best that you can get in fireworks. Uh, Black Cat, did you know, Ellie, that they make the two hundred foot palm? Ooh. Its name says it all, Ellie. Huge palms form a canopy of light, filling the sky over a field of beautiful minds. That sounds lovely. It does. It, it, extremely dangerous as well. Uh, but uh, yes, Black Cat, although I don't know if Black Cat and fireworks go together. Is, is Black Cat something you don't want to cross your path, especially when you're shooting off fireworks? But uh, yeah, check them out there over there at blackcatsfireworks.com, Allie, for all your explosive needs. <laughs> so if folks want to get in touch with us, how can they? Well, they can send us an email. I can be reached at Allie at eq2talk.com. And you can either do some skywriting for me. So that would be Delmon at EQ2talk.com. You can reach us in-game. I'm eq2.unrest.alicious, A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. 
And I'm uh, eq2.unrest.delmon, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. You can join our in-game chat channel, which is eq2.unrest.eq2talk. You can check us out there over on the Facebook, where we are facebook.com slash eq2talk. Or follow us on Twitter at eq2talk. Hope you'll all consider coming back and joining us for episode number 67, our pre-fanfare, I mean SOE Live episode, Allie, and say happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America, Allie. Live from Pat's in Philadelphia. <laughs> Hold if, on. Can, can you hear that? What? The fireworks going off? No. Oh, okay. Were there fireworks? Yeah. Either that or I'm in a, a highly dangerous neighborhood and there's a oh. shootout down the street. <laughs> Wasn't there supposed to be an alley in there? Now this is the tale of our cat stories. They're here for a long, long time. They'll have to make the best of things. It's an uphill climb. The first mate and his skipper too will do their very best to make the others comfortable in their cockpit island nest. No phone, no light, no motor cars, not a single luxury. Like Robinson Crusoe, it's primitive as can be. So join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile from seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.